I am Jeff. They call me Bruce. Guinea John coming at you. And it is time to buckle up, because you are taking the cynic route. Where raunchy wit and nostalgia meet bootleg intellect. We got pessimistic minds and optimistic hearts. If you're easily offended, then it's time that you depart. A bunch of dicks from Baltimore trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, what this life's about. Taking the cynic route. On this episode, we talk about how Kiss sucks. How Full House Uncle Jesse is inferior to Dukes of Hazard Uncle Jesse. Um, uh, eating healthy, and how he should. Uh, Kevin Spacey, and Pulp Fiction versus Reservoir Dogs. Taking the cynic route. Enjoy. Seriously, this song is called Love Gun, and it's about Paul Stanley's dick. Now this girl's gonna get some of his dick. Cool. I don't know Jews could sing like that. No, no, they couldn't at the time. That's why they had to dress like clowns. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of any bands that wore makeup and tease their hair. <laughs> like not, Poison and yeah, I can't Faster Pussycat. I know a lot of fan- people that, that love them. I can't even do like Motley, Motley Crue. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. But hey. Yeah, to, a to big nostalgia thing. If, if you catch it at the right part of your adolescence and it means... and. It, it, the spectacle, like Kiss, is garbage. That's absolutely oh yeah, junk they're, food. they're crap. Then you know, they're but, crap. But I know now. people that if they heard me say oh, that, they would get so they have pissed. One of the biggest well, fan bases out there. Well, it's funny because I think it was of a certain era. Uh, you know, I have friends of mine that are ten years older than me, and they thought they think Kiss is like the greatest band that ever existed, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Because you know, it was such. You know, there, there was such outrage, and I mean, it's so weird to think that you know, just because Kiss wore makeup and spit blood and stuff, it was like the huge thing. You know, the church was attacking it, so it was almost rebellious for kids that age. Right. You know, to you know, that's exactly what they you know. Yeah, it's like hip hop now, right? Um, but yeah, me not living through that, I just think they're garbage. I can I, I find right, them right. pretty much unlistenable. They yeah. uh they. There was one part, one time, I don't know what year it was, but at the height of Kiss, where they, they put out this comic book, and like, I don't know if all four with, of them did it, their but own they, put, blood. they put their blood into the red ink in right. the, at the factory or something. That's something, I mean, you could never do that today. I mean, bloodborne pathogens and all that shit. I'm pretty sure it... <laughs> I don't think you really have to worry about if get, that. If you get a paper cut on a comic book, I don't think you're getting AIDS yeah. from it, no That's, matter what they put in the ink. The three drops of Paul Stanley's hep C infested blood <laughs> in the 55 gallon vat of right. red ink. I don't think it's going to do a yeah, whole I'm sure lot. The, I'm sure the heat boiled it out. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but who knows? Take away all my fun. Maybe yeah. they started it, man. Maybe. maybe, hey, maybe yeah, maybe they gave everyone AIDS right. through their comic book. Possible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure I called AIDS through their music, so I guess it's not that <laughs> oh, far <God>. off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their music definitely gave me a, a case of ear gyneria. Right, right. My ears got the sif. Maybe that's one. Of the, maybe I should be thankful that there wasn't really great music when I was at that stage, and it forced me to delve like backwards. Yes, that's what I know? did. I did that. So I like really fell in love with sixties and seventies rock. And mm-hmm. there were some good singles in the eighties, like "Take on Me" and yeah, "Boys of Summer." Like, there's some good. 90s singles. Too. There's some good singles. Albums, not so much. You know, lesser so albums. 
Yeah. Um, I enjoy a lot of petty stuff from the eighties. That's that would probably be the one band that spent their core in that decade that I really respect. Yeah, I can remember, like when I when I started buying my own records, like seven inch records, like go to Ames, and uh, I can remember buying like. Madonna's True Blue oh. on, on like blue vinyl. I remember that. Uh, I bought like a version when that, that was came one of my out. First right. Buys. So you know, I can remember buying like all this real poppy, you know, popular shit. Uh, and then I can remember. I think it's an age thing. Like when like, Run DMC and Aerosmith did Walk This Way, that, that like opened up a whole new world to me. Was there was like a brief time where I started buying rap records. And like I remember buying like the first I, I remember buying uh the Fat Boys tape and like listen make my mom Fat, yeah, and make my Fat mom Boys. listen to it like on the way home from the White Marsh oh Mall. My God. And just like there's a song about rubbers on there. And her and my aunt were just like cracking up. It's just like uh, like like do you even know what the hell this was is? Was this right around the time that you swung the bag of bagels around in your kitchen and, and no, no, yourself? No, I was balls. old when that happened. I was like fucking like <laughs> that was like two I was, years I was like ago, in my twenties. <laughs> I remember their movie. <laughs> Disorderly. Yeah, Disorderly. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can remember and like Salt and Peppa or Push It was like a big thing. I remember buying that. <laughs> Crisscross. But yeah, no, that was a little bit later. later. Uh but yeah, I totally remember like when I got that run DMC walk this way single, I remember bringing it home and listening to it. And my dad coming home and my mom just being going to my dad, this is what your son listens to now. <laughs> oh. Just like so disapprovingly. <laughs> that was so huge when that came out. Oh yeah, it was it was ridiculous. And it was really, you know, it, it it's good shit. It boosted Aerosmith back in the popularity again too, because they yeah. were really kind of waning. Yeah, they were that, that was like pre like love in an elevator and all that oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Um so yeah, there's a distinct gave them two, a big second win. two separate halves to their career with right, like the, this like dead the good fucking, half and then the, the yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> they should have they shouldn't have had that second win. But um some of the some of the earliest records I bought were Pyro, Def Leppard Pyromania. Mm-hmm. I bought Like a Virgin by Madonna. I uh, I bought Brian Adams Reckless. Those were three that stand out from my memory. That had like Heaven and um Summer '69, <laughs> Summer '69, and uh, I need somebody. And then Run to You was on there. Uh, the outfield played deep was, was good. Except I checked that out of my library. I think I remember I bought the cocktail soundtrack. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> with Bobby McFerrin and like, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> like that time Bobby McFerrin fell down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> That was a family guy, yes. right? Family guy, yeah. That's good. Oh, I thought you just came up. Oh. <laughs> Damn I it. I wish, I wish. Damn it. <laughs> I was going to be so proud of you. <laughs> it's such a good joke. It's totally not yours. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, But yeah, and then, you know, it wasn't long after that that, you know, I guess I was probably like 11 or 12 or something when I bought the first... I bought Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, oh. the Iron, Iron Maiden <laughs> record. Like you know, I started getting into because you know, I always liked horror movies and monsters and stuff growing up. So you know, the, it was actually the album art that drew me to that yeah, more man. than the music to begin with. Because you know, I, I didn't really know anything about heavy metal, but yeah, I bought it and started listening. To it. I'm like, wow, this is something different and crazy. And you know, I don't hear about this on the radio. One of the uh, first 
impressions I had. It was my older brother's album. Mm-hmm. And I think it was GNR. I want to say it was Lies. It was either Lies or one of the Use Your Illusions. But it had this chick on the inside, like no, that that was uh, was that that was the Appetite for Destruction one. That was the original. You're right. Oh, it was was like you opened it up or something, or maybe you slid it out, and it was like the actual. That was like one of the first things I jerked off to. (laughs) Yeah, it's like that monster with like knives. Appetite for Destruction, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that because that that like was really controversial when that came out. I think like they reissued it without that art on the inside, Uh, because yeah, it was pretty graphic. Like her tit was hanging out or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, now that was a big record too. I remember when that first came out. Yeah, my brother was a huge Guns N' Roses yeah. fan. You, well, he's like the same age as you. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much to a T. So, and that uh, that album, you know, surprisingly, you know, as far as a lot of that hair metal stuff goes, that you know, most of it, I just think is just the dregs. But surprisingly, the Guns N' Roses stuff is actually uh, yeah, their stuff is great, right? Because they were good music. That's up it, really well. right there. Yeah. Let me see. Yep, totally there it is. I, I remember that now. Yeah. Damn. I was like 10. Are you, you going to be reliving some times later tonight? Nah, there's How could you jerk off to that? I don't. It's one, when it's one of the first titties you ever see. Hey, even, if it's, even if it's drawn. You got to take what you shit. can get. Man. Yeah. Pre-internet. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I was a little bit spoiled because we, you know, had the number one. I, we had older kids in the neighborhood, so they'd always have like woods porn. Like they'd have like a stash of porn magazines yeah, I didn't out in the get woods. That way later. Right. Oh wow, uh, interesting. So you know, me and the other kids go look. We didn't know anything, but we just knew that you know you weren't supposed to be looking at it. And there's naked girls. Oh yeah. Uh, we walked past Mr. Calvin's house, and we just happened to look in his trash can, and there it was. This glorious fucking issue of Black Tail. <laughs> oh. And we pulled it out. We shoved it under our shirt, and we proceeded to the woods for some reason, where we all just like <laughs> looked at it in a circle. Okay. And what else like, did you do in a circle? Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, there was none of that. But so we looked at it. Then we then we we feared we were going to get in trouble, so we just chucked it in the woods. And then all of us had the idea. We we're like, you know what? We're going back. And we went back individually. <laughs> yes, individually. <laughs> like we saw Jesse go after first. We just all like, we're like, wait a minute, he's not getting it. And then we also try and go to it. And at this point, it was like wet, right? Uh, Obviously, from rain. I bet it was. Yeah, rain. From sure. Rain. How much time sure. elapsed between we, a day? Maybe. Oh my it, was, God. it like rained that night. It's all like we all water like after it stopped raining, everyone <laughs> went hilarious. back to try and wake get up it. and like you're jonesing for like a <laughs> some black tail. Black tail. <laughs> To rub one out, like I need that. I need that. Well, it's funny because you know, even like the first times I saw like porn, like I only, I don't even think I knew what the hell jerking off was. Mm-hmm. You know, I was under the impression yeah, you know, people that jerked off were fags. You know, I mean, no, <laughs> I mean, when you're a kid, you didn't know. You know, I mean, there wasn't. You know, it was way before. I mean, that's what you know you'd hear from the neighborhood kids. Yeah, so I, I sort of st- stumbled upon it by accident. You know, like you start like you know. Rubbing or touching, oh, that feels good, and you know you climb the mountain. Eventually, then you get to the top. And right. you, oh, whatever. Now we're, getting, now we're getting too intimate. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I found like my dad had like a Playboy in his room, like 1979 or whatever. Like to think now with all that's available out there to have at the click, like at the touch, like in, within instantaneously. To think that I had to look at a dusty old 1979 Playboy is just hilarious to me. Like a caveman. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. No, I, I never found any porn that my parents had. But my dad, in like he, in our garage, he used to have, you know, I mean, he, you know, with his business and stuff, he, he started his business in our garage, you know, the machine shopping and stuff. Um, 
so he had like this giant like Snapple and Tools poster. That oh, was yeah. just some like naked chick with her tits hanging out in the bush and stuff. Like it's nice. crazy to me to think that there was a time when tool companies would just have, you know, oh, naked s- chicks. They still do. No way. Yeah. We do have, they really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that we hasn't can't, we're not allowed like to have a, them up. Right. I'd imagine not. We have um, like different vendors come in and offer us shit. Like with naked, that's so both. shocking to me. That you get, that's there's still... different versions. They sell like like the the hunting one, which is just like deer and eagles and shit like that, right. or the bikini one, which is chicks and bikinis, mm-hmm. or the X-rated one. Wow, yeah. So you get your pick. That blows my mind that companies are still. I mean, with the state of everything nowadays, <laughs> yeah, it may only last another six months, but right. they've been doing it for up until now. Right. Now you watch your language and listen to me, Let's you boys are. Reacting to prejudice. The good Lord put us here on this earth to overcome things like hating people for something they did to us in the past. Doesn't that make sense? Don't you understand that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, good. Have I gone on my rant about this before? I know I have. I feel like it wasn't on the show, though, so let me just... Touch the touch upon this again. Dukes of Hazard, right? Yes. Huge hit, established. The characters are like American, like you know, beloved American characters in the American consciousness. Early eighties, right. right? Yes. What's the name of like their father figure on that show with the white beard and the, uh, and the overalls? Yes. <laughs> Uncle Jesse? Exactly. Yeah, Uncle Jesse. Okay. Now fast forward about five years. <laughs> okay. I know exactly where you're going. Go ahead. And there's this fucking like Hydra headed show. Like if if you, it was always on like two channels at once. Like I would see it on a channel. I hate this fucking show, Full House. It's a piece of shit. It's like this watered down like just American fluff bullshit show. It was like the opposite of Roseanne, which I prefer that to like bullshit like Full House. Yeah, because Roseanne was blue collar. So you'd like flip the channel away from Full House and there'd be another epi- like another Full House on another channel at the same time. It was like a Hydra or something. Hydra head. But, um, but anyway, what's the name of John Stamos' character on that show? That would be Uncle Jesse. Now, where the fuck... <laughs> It'd be like if I started a show and and like said, "Hey, I'm going to name one of my characters um, Boss Hog." Yeah, just like some fucking Archie Bunker. Sta- exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Where do they get off naming a character Uncle Jesse on that pissant fucking bullshit show? That's my question. W- what the fuck? Where do they get off doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, Jesse's, once again, Jesse's I don't not think it was that a conscious thing, name, right? Yeah. And lots of people have uncles, right? But I love your cynicism. It's it's what makes this show a hundred percent. Like they had to know that they were <laughs> they could they should have called him Uncle Jay or something like Uncle Jess, like anything but Uncle Jesse. Like that was taken. That was taken. Like sorry. So sorry. if someone's I'm name's done. used, you can never use. Yeah, but you, Uncle and you, Jesse, like putting two words together, that's deliberate. Like Jesse, if there there could be ten thousand Jesse's on TV, and that's fine because people are named Jesse. I get it. But Uncle Jesse putting together is the deliberate thing, and there's already an Uncle Jesse. Do me a favor, Br- bring up your phone. Why? Just bring it up. <laughs> I- I'd rather not. Type type in type in Day of the Locust, as in the Bob Dylan song, or just movie. Okay. <laughs> Uncle Jesse. Yeah, the locusts sang. 
it's funny you say this because I think my name is used in a song, probably unintentionally. Okay, David, look here. Okay, okay. So he's gonna pull something out here. Yeah. Do it live. Well, fuck it. Well, do it live. So here's a movie from 1975 called Day of the Locust. Uh huh. Uh, please go down the cast listing oh. and and their and their char- and their character names, please. <laughs> Donald Sutherland plays Homer Simpson. <laughs> That's fantastic. So where the fuck does the Simpsons get off? You would have a case for that. I mean, that's... Except a for the fact nobody's fucking seen Day of the Locust. Yeah, I mean, it was, I believe it was up for Oscars and everything. I mean, it's really? got Donald Sutherland in it. Uh, Karen Black. Birch Karen Meredith. Black, right. I mean, it's it's got some people in it. Was her name Marge? No. Uh, but Homer Simpson does chase down a little boy and stomp him to death in the movie. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> no, I Which makes it. me wonder yeah. if that was some sort of like sub- really subversive, you know, yeah. in-joke by naming their reference. angry yeah. man character. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, that gets a pass because those cartoon, like, you know, sarcasm parody type genre, you expect that sort of thing. Oh, so that gets a pass? Why? Because you like The Simpsons and don't like (laughs) Full House? Why? Because you fucking hate Bon Jovi and you love the Beatles? It's like apples and oranges, you know? (laughs) But two primetime television shows made by, like, you know, whatever TV studios. That's apart. Probably closer to 20. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because was Dukes of Hazard actually made in the early '80s, or was I just seeing reruns when I was a kid? Yeah, I think Dukes of Hazard was filmed in late, like mid to late '70s, right? I thought it was early '80s. Yeah, was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's why I saw it, but I don't know Um, if that section was made. Because at the same time, I was watching fucking Happy Days, the Andy Griffith Show, and like it's the same kid on there. And like you know, you're a kid, you don't have any idea of time. The fact that you know what you're watching on TV, you, you don't know that it's not necessarily new. It's funny because as a kid, I watched Full House because that was my time period because it came on Friday night. So do you have yeah, like warm, nostalgic feelings like, about that yeah. show? No, nah, I can't fucking stand it. Like it part now, of their TGI Friday or whatever. Because oh. ki- watching it now, my kids watch it occasionally because uh-huh. Christina, you know, showed it to them once and they were they're fought, you know, they're young enough to where it rings a bell. And as I watch it, I'm like, God, this is terrible. Yeah, but at I the imagine, time, it was I imagine great. it didn't age well. But yeah, I used to watch it. I mean, we, you know, we were we were young. You family know. matters. Right. We full watched, house. You know, perfect fr- strangers. Friday nights, eating dinner with the family. You know, yeah. you have TV on or whatever. People used to tell me I look like Balky. <laughs> <laughs> Balky Bartokamus. <laughs> what? That's how he talked. His name was Balky Bartokamus. Oh, I never knew his last name. And he would fucking and his cousin Larry, not Uncle Jesse. Is this one okay? Uh, so Dukes of Hazard was actually seventy nine to eighty five. Okay, there you go. So wow, when, when did that other piece of shit? The other one on? probably started around eighty five. Started probably yeah, around later eight, than that. Eighty seven. Do you remember? Um, not Saved by the Bell, but Head of the Class with Howard Hessman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that was actually a good show. And he, you know, the fat kid from that is Dan Schneider, who writes all of the Nickelodeon shows. Oh. Now. He does all the iCarly and all. Okay. The, oh wow! So like, you're right. Yeah, Full House '87 and '95. <sighs> See, that's about five, six years too long. <laughs> but that didn't need to be around that long. And the wor- and the well, the funniest part is if you ever listen to Bob Saget stand up, it's filthy as shit. Yeah. It's not funny. Oh, yeah. It's terrible, yeah. but it's filthy. 
And I think it's just all that pent up, like, just playing this clean model father in San Francisco for, what, eight years? Well, apparently he was dirty as shit before he got the show, and he was, wasn't even sure how the hell he got it. He yeah. Was a, a pretty blue comedian. But even, like, Tim Allen, you know, before he did uh, Home Improvement, I mean, his stuff, he was dropping F-bombs and whatnot. Yeah. He got busted. He did, like, two years for cocaine or something. Who? Did he? Tim, Tim Allen? Allen? Tim Allen. That's funny. Before he ever got popular. Hmm. I like it. Ooh, Damn. Geez. So, yeah, nostalgic shows. So much of our lives revolve around TV. That's true. But, you know, it's funny because at the heart of it, what brings us to it is that we like a good story, you know? And ever since ancient times, when like you know, oral tradition of passing stories and mythology and all that oral tradition, stories and you know, Netflix. I mean, I I I refuse to be too cynical about it because I call bullshit. Um, as long as the story and the stories are good and the writing is good, you know, I mean, and it's compelling. And as long as they don't have an Uncle Jesse or a friend of Bon Jovi. <laughs> and, and, and as long as they're not trying to sell me fucking stupid shit while I'm trying to watch a story. See, they didn't start doing that till later, I think, even. Like, that that brand of marketing didn't really catch on until probably more recently more yeah. than ever. Like, these big, giant shows that you can binge on. Yeah. Um, with streaming and all the, you know. But, I mean, there was always product placement, like, all throughout the 80s and everything. Yeah, and I feel was... like, I just feel like... In show product placement, mm-hmm. like where the Coke cans are turned or they're driving that, you know, brand new Toyota. Right. I don't know. Do you remember a movie called Mac and Me that came out in the vaguely maybe late 80s? Uh, possibly like Alien. 90. Yeah, it was, it, yeah. It, it, totally an ET ripoff. But like instead of Reese's Pieces, didn't he like, like fucking what'd like, you call him? <laughs> <laughs> Reese's Pieces. There it is. See, I'm not alone. <laughs> no, dude, they're always Reese's Pieces, man. You're on a- <laughs> they're always Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Just read the package. But the yeah, Mac and Me it was like a total fucking McDonald's movie. Uh, yeah, but it was I like it was that. their uh, their total fucking ET wannabe. And like McDonald's. What do you mean? Like McDonald's funny. I mean the the, yeah, pre- the thing's called Mac. And, like, everywhere there's, like, McDonald's product placement. Uh, oh, my God. That's but, hilarious. But, like, instead of... Hold on. I'm trying to look it up now. Instead of uh, Reese, Reese's, Reese's Pieces. pieces like, didn't he like, like, M&M's or something ridiculous? Or Skittles. To, right? Something. Oh, something yeah. Totally E.T. Retarded. That was product placement at the fi- of the finest. Yep. It, didn't he drink, he drank a uh, Budweiser, too? Yes. Correct. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. They've been doing that shit forever. It's funny, man. Like now, when you go to a movie in the theater, like you sit through like fifteen minutes solid of just commercials, like t- fifteen to thirty second commercial spots or whatever. I remember it's it's amazing to me. It took them that long to catch on because all through my childhood, eighties, nineties, or whatever, like you'd go in and the 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 previews would start, and there wouldn't even be commercials. There would be like that little thing where you're on the roller coaster and the popcorn and the coke. Like yeah. that was just like an in-house thing. The Regal Cinemas or whatever. Let's all go to the lobby. Right. Let's all go to the lobby. It's amazing to me that it took them that long to to finally get around to showing you actual commercials before the movie started. Like that's that's just fucking hilarious. <laughs> I like going to a movie that's like been out for a couple of weeks, so you don't have to worry too much about like 
it being overly crowded. Just show up like right at the show time so you don't have to sit through that shit. Previews, I don't mind. I don't mind previews. Well, now, I mean, now you're and you get like 25 minutes of previews before the damn movie even starts. That's right, man. It like goes it's, on. It's, it's so ridiculous. It's now. a long time. Yeah, not to mention it costs like 50 bucks. So I kind of avoid it. Well, thankfully, I mean, that's because you got a whole mess of kids. And I'm not real fond of the Star Wars trailer that I saw. It's just too disconnected. Like, these random fucking things. There's no sense of story or or anything. Yeah, it, I have it's to just say. just like patronizing. Like, we're going to show you this three-second flash of something, like a ship firing or a person running, and it's totally unconnected. And it's like lazy or something. Like, put make... Give it some meaning. It's because they already know they have you hooked. Exactly. They don't yeah. have to do shit now. Right. It's like, boom, you know, laser beam, laser beam. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, Jedi, Stormtrooper, there it is. Crazy right. angle. And show Carrie Fisher's, like, you know, fucking plastic surgery, like, Same plastic surgery. Face. It's just CGI. It's they fucking faked her. Because she died. Oh, wait. Yeah, that was Rogue One. Okay. But yeah, no, she's yeah, she was kind of a little little uh, like just, they just like have this like long shot of her of her like contemplative old face like okay great like where's the story like you know what I mean like give me something to fucking hang my hat on here like but I mean that's what you got to see the movie for I mean honestly is true. is is a fucking trailer going to sell you on a Star Wars movie it doesn't even matter at this point it's a Star that's Wars correct. movie people are going to see it I'm going to see it are you going to see it fucking star wars nope but you've never seen any right correct i can't fucking deal with that haven't you not seen any raiders of the lost ark either like any no, Indiana Jones? okay I, i'm a big fan of indiana jones first three anyway well yeah I, okay i never saw crystal skull so yeah take that for what it's worth garbage I'm not a big shia labeouf fan no is anybody really um, was harrison ford in that one yeah yeah they were gonna make another one called crystal johnson <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear about that one. There was, uh, never mind. Never mind. Um, I don't. Want <laughs> so my favorite was probably Last Crusade. Honestly, really? Yeah, I really liked that one. I liked all three, but I did like all three. But I th- yeah, I think Raiders is probably the best just to me, and then Temple of Doom, then Last Crusade. But they're all worth watching. I just prefer to pretend that Crystal Stall, Skull uh, doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Right. Or Crystal Johnson. Everything I love is killing me. Cigarettes, Jack Daniels, and caffeine. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> so, how's your health, man? You're, I, you're, I, the, old, you're the old, you're oldest one here. Um, Your health should be the lost worst. a few pounds. And I, I know how I, you lose a, you lose we're, a limb. We're like you know, I don't know where to begin. The beginning. Ninety-five anyway. percent of the food that's available conveniently is right. fucking poison garbage. Like, yeah, probably. that's why everybody's so, everybody so fat and fucked up. Right, right, sends everybody to the doctors and pharmaceutical companies and all this shit. It's just this fucking huge hamster wheel. Oh, we eat a lot of vegetables and fruits. We, but then you know we have our guilty pleasures as well, like fucking ice cream, like multiple times a week. Like you know what I mean. But I mean, you could go to like that local place right up right up the street. 
it's still ice cream. It's overpriced, yeah, right. and it's a little. It's just you paying a for the a more for the same right. shit. I but, mean, everything, anything you like is going to kill you. Essentially, is what it comes right. down to. But I, I, I'm a firm believer in like you know like uh, fucking vegetables and spinach. In particular, yeah. right, and mushrooms can be yeah with a little seasoning, which I realize is basically salt a lot of the time, sodium and shit like that. Yeah, so you're always finding well, you ways to cheat. You're finding that, ways to cheat. It doesn't have to be salt. You can use, there's all kinds of spices. Mm-hmm. Some of them have sodium, or you know, I'm sure, but not as high as salt itself. And right? the hardest thing is to fucking kick. It's like any addiction. It fucking breaks my heart, man. Babies, like just picture like a fucking two month old or year old, whatever, sitting at his first birthday party. Like, do I have to? Just fucking like <laughs> I, I, eyeballs, just things, things I don't want to picture. Yeah, just like these. Been there, done that. Not knowing anything about the world, and then like here, eat this fucking stacked fucking. Here's a giant piece con- of cake. Concoction <laughs> yeah, of right. fucking chemical poison. Let's get you addicted to fucking processed sugar. Before you have any choice in the matter, like I, this is something that's like really fucking hitting me, and I'm 44 fucking years old, and and not only that, it's, why is it's it t- the first birthday? It's tradition for a kid to dig into a cake, right? Exactly. It's, it's it's instilling eating frenzies from the very right. get go right. as as a ritual, not only exactly, but then that ritual becomes addictive from the actual chemical exactly. response itself. And I think part of why it became a tradition, that's the next question. How did it become such a fucking ingrained tradition? Like, obviously, there's that quick payoff of sugar. It's, it's similar. It's, it activates similar centers of the brain as heroin, whatever. Yeah, that whole, that whole bit. Serotonin. It's true. Yeah. Dopamine. Okay, so that is an instant appeal. It, it brings a smile to people's faces. You want to see your child happy. You want to see something, you know, whatever. I think too. There's a there's a socioeconomic aspect too because weren't cakes and sugary things something that only like you know well-to-do people could have, right? Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. back in the day. Yes. Yeah. Not in our lifetime. Um, <coughs> no. Right. You're talking. I mean, just I'm talking, talking like centuries like five, ago and like, shit like that. Right. Yeah, Marco Polo and right. shit like that. They, that's because right? they discovered sugar. It wasn't a rent. It was harder to get. Yeah. So the only the well-to-do so, could afford yeah. to send somebody to the fucking. You know, Costa yeah. Rica for sugarcane right. to bring, sail it back to Britain. It became this glorified thing we got to have. It's it, all all of these mantle of like, you know, oh, it, it means more than just the thing in itself. And the thing in itself, chemically, addictively, it, it's got all these properties and it's got that payoff. But even metaphorically, it, back in that time, it meant something. It, 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 it had even greater value imposed upon it on that socioeconomic va- uh, level as well. Like... Well, and and now, we haven't shaken that. Right. And now we put it in everything, like you're saying, you know, addicted oh. from birth. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. you, you hear stories about other people that come to our country and they taste things like as simple as fucking bread and milk are yeah, just full of yeah. sugar. And they, they right. you know, they taste it like, why is this so sweet? This isn't how it's supposed to be. Right. You know, and like, why? Know. Why do do we do it? Why do we addict it? So it's easy to make. Because, well, it's cheap and easy. And it's on every street corner. And it's addictive. You get yeah. people to keep buying your shit. Right. Like, you crave it. So, I mean, it's it's all... Well, you would be astonished at the amount of money that they put in to looking into how to draw... How to right. make people addicted to certain products. Well, and It's now, a billion-dollar industry. Right, and now right. it's like everything is so... Like, none of it's natural anymore. It's all so processed and put together that... You know, we don't even know what the ramifications of all this shit is because, you know, they've only been doing it this way for, you know, the last 40, 50 years yeah, 50 or whatever. Years, right. uh, 
that they've been manufacturing all this shit. So, that, I mean, they say it's safe, but, I mean, we can obviously No, they don't see- say it's safe at all. Well, like, but, you, I mean, like- you, the companies pushing it say it's safe. Yeah. You know, it's approved by the FDA, but you look I, at... Look at the numbers. Uh, right. Bronco I was going to say, you, you... bought the right, FDA. You, you, <laughs> you, you look at just the physique of humankind or, you know, or uh, Americans in right. general or in that time period or, you know, the health issues in that time period everything directly correlates oh yeah the obesity rates go up Mm -hmm. as sugar intake goes up Mm -hmm. like over the years and it was we i think we've talked about this before but either way like there's proof that scientists were paid off by the sugar industry to put all the blame on saturated fats right like the apparent yes did eisenhower have a heart attack or something while in office one of the somebody in the a president in the 50s had a heart attack and that's where you the can, whole you can bluff it i'm not going to know yeah i i, I want to say it was eisenhower it was definitely in the 50s it's when the food pyramid came about that's okay. why right. the president had a fucking heart attack they're like oh now we got to fix this shit right. so and they came up with the food pyramid and they paid off these scientists saying hey it's fats that are bad and cause heart attacks and cause artery clogging <laughs> shit and all this stuff and it was an easy sell because the word, the name fat conveniently is synonymous with exactly. you're right. fat. Right. Right. Um, God, so. I can't get over that. Like, <laughs> so basically, when you look at the food pyramid, it's bullshit. Because it says, like, the original one. It was stacked with wheat heavy yeah. so they could sell more wheat, is essentially. A hundred percent. And they can yeah. add sugar to the fucking bread that you're eating. Right. It's a big mind fuck when you look at how... A few people influenced an entire society's eating habits. Right. Think about it, too. The, the, visualize the pyramid in your mind. You're supposed to eat the, the, that which is on the bottom level. The most. The, the most. most. But it's just a weird, that's an inverted logic because you're placing it low on the totem visually. You know, it's and, the, and well, at the top, at the peak, which is like the apex or the summit, you've got the sugar and the bullshit. Like, that's right. just a weird, well, and it's, you know, inver- well, inverted then, I guess the fuck. theory was that's the, the, you need the foundation. Yeah. The, the bulk of your shit is supposed to be eight to 11 servings of, which is insane. Breads right. and, yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's almost completely backwards, minus the sugar and shit mm. at the very top. They don't even use it anymore. Well, and it, it's so hard to, now, like, you know, unless you're buying local stuff that you know is organic right it's so hard to even try to eat healthy because even if you think you're eating healthy like let's say you you're fucking going to town on tons of fruits and vegetables and things along those lines how much of that shit's been genetically modified to grow faster or grow bigger you know yeah it's It's like it's hard to you don't know what the fuck you're eating unless you grow it yourself and i mean you know or trust the person growing it and know them firsthand or you know and that's why, you know, you have people maturing quicker, you know, people having, you know, all sorts of behavioral issues that, you know, never used to be a problem or diagnosed. It's like, yeah. you know, how many, you know. That's why people are growing to be like twice the size as they right. used to be Live, Living a ton longer or, you know, getting huge tits when they're, you know, 12 years old. Ain't that right? Weird. Girls um, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, even the produce stand I go to, there's so much stuff there that you know, like they just 
they don't they didn't grow there like bananas and shit like all, kind, all, all <laughs> yeah. kinds of shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they always like, grow a pineapple tree in the back for County right. Maryland. <laughs> but I mean, how do you fuck up a banana? Really? How do you fuck up a banana? Oh, I've seen some videos. Because like, <laughs> it's like encased in this like fucking nature's like armor. Like the fucking actual edible part is safely ensconced inside this fucking like. That's some protection, man. That is like some of the greatest earth. Talk to a coconut, right. motherfucker. Well, there, okay, there we go. <laughs> Mother Nature's prophylactic. There we go. Coconut would would shit on that banana. Well, like, okay. fuck your armor. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> I get um, what you're saying. It's a na- yeah. But I guess like organic bananas versus regular bananas. Like, what are you what are you really getting when you're getting organic? Like, you're gonna say spray with chemicals and shit like that. Correct. Right. What else? Like the way it's grown or like how? Like, I, I need to educate myself. I don't I, eat bananas, dude. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, I not, couldn't I'm, name I'm one not... Roll Hager song. But yeah, I'm not a geneticist. I don't know how yeah. exactly they fucking, okay. how they screwed with the banana you gene. You are not a communist, but you are a Marxist Leninist. What is the difference? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did see something, coincidentally speaking about bananas, where... Yes, we have no bananas. No, they the amount wasted. <laughs> I'm glad that went no, over like that. Yeah, I didn't good. expect that. You're going to say so, food in general wasted? No, or but specifically bananas? bananas, because of... They only ship the most appealing to the eye aesthetically. They don't ship like they're perfectly good to eat and they're perfectly there's nothing wrong with them. But if they're too short or if they're they have a too fat, like or, too fat or they're, they're just unappealing to the eye. OK, like 40 percent of all bananas that are harvested are thrown away due to aesthetics that come to the U.S. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And I saw these videos of them just eat. throwing these fucking bananas away. They just Fuck. they're just rotting. They just they just. Because like, they're like nothing to animals, or you know, yeah, okay, make yeah. banana nut bread or something. Yeah, you would think you would ship it to Ethiopia yeah, or something. That's another thing about sugar. Like every fucking thing on the planet that you can, that's edible, sugar weasels its way into it. Like any fucking thing you can name. Any. I fruit. mean, there's natural sugars as compared to processed sugars. Right. Well, no, that's true. Like fruit gives you sugars, like, and you need well, sugars to survive. I, yeah. like, all that, but like. Yeah, it's just the the power of 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 that sh- of that added sugar, man. You could do add it to any fucking thing. But uh, anyway, and they do the bananas. Um, like, oh, you got potassium. Well, what is that? How many people? And I'm one of these people. How many people really know what the fuck potassium even does, or what it what what is potassium? Like, what does it do for us? Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure it does. I mean, you need it. It's a it's a vitamin. If you don't have enough of it, you're gonna get sick and possibly die okay you know so if i go like, like if you don't have enough vitamin c that's scurvy if i go like, like 10 years without eating a single banana i'm, I'm getting it from but, other sources right correct somehow you're getting somehow. potassium from something else okay like it doesn't have to be just bananas have a high amount so uh, benefits of potassium include healthy skin reduced cellulite strong bones and th- this one's reduced cellulite right this, this one's actually really good for you uh the alleviation of menstrual cramps <laughs> oh okay thanks you're welcome damn really 
Now, now is that like like you know old wives' tales shit, or is that like actual science? No, it's from a doctor's website. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, he's named Doctor Axe. So Axe or Axe? Uh, top ten potassium rich foods uh, would include if my phone was any quicker, because you know I'm no, we're I in look a, it up on the we're computer. in the fucking basement. Um, it also helps your nerves to function and muscles to contract. Helps move nutrients in the cells and waste products out of cells. A diet rich in potassium helps to offset some of the sodium's harmful effects on blood pressure. So apparently I need to eat more bananas, and it dude. all comes full circle. <laughs> eat a banana, dude. You're set. I eat a banana every... I try to eat a banana every morning with breakfast uh, because... I can't do it all mornings because apparently they fucking suck there and don't understand that if you're selling out of bananas every fucking day, maybe you should Just buy more. more goddamn bananas. Because the, the so banana why, trees are definitely right. over. Like they, right. Like, there's, eat we, all you want. They'll ship more. We've right. established there's more like, than enough bananas. If I yeah. show up and there's three goddamn large bowls, one's full of fucking apples, one's full of oranges, and one's full of bananas, if every day the banana one's almost fucking empty or empty... And the oranges and apples are sky fucking high. It just means bananas are popular fruit. So uh, potassium-rich foods include the avocado. Love them. Uh, I'm not big. Love it's a texture thing for me. Yeah, I, it's, I like, it's like that weird squishy. Like even like if I'm getting it on a sandwich Good or something. And eat, right, I was gonna say like guac. If I'm getting, I can do. I like. If I'm guac. getting guac on a sandwich. It has to be like a really thin layer to accent. It can't be like a the glop. Right. right Acorn right. squash. Fucking hate squash. Too. Love squash. I can do squash. Hate squash. Hate uh... see all of these things. You can add sugar to, but go ahead. Sp- <laughs> you put sugar on your squash? No, no, no. People can, you know, like it's been done. Like, oh, I'm sure it's been done. I mean, that's not a question. I guarantee you, uh, everything. People, yeah, dude, everything like sweet potatoes. Oh, dude, I'm, get, I'm getting there, motherfucker. Dump fucking shit. <laughs> all kinds of shit, shit on no. sweet potatoes, man. <laughs> that shit's bland as fuck. It's like right. eating dirt. You know? <laughs> Number three, potatoes. spinach. You're crazy. Four, sweet potato. Uh, oh, wait, wait. What's this list again? Potassium, potassium. rich foods. Right, right, right. Bananas, one. Start again. Just fly through them. Bananas, not one. Pay attention, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Just fucking making shit up. <laughs> Avocado. That's at the top of the list? Number one. Why isn't banana number one? One it, uh, one whole avocado has 1,067 milligrams, which is 30% of your daily uh, amount. That's all? Oh, 30%? So I got to eat three eight, eight. fucking avocados, and I'm still only at 90. Right. Bananas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how much does a fucking eight, banana? Eight, I'm, God, eight, okay, we, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Eight, acorn squash, 26%. <laughs> that's number two. Okay. Spinach, number three, 24%. Sweet potato, 24%. Now, what? What's the sir? Is this like based on serving sizes or where are you? Where are they? One getting? large sweet potato. Yes, okay. it gives you a serving size. So okay, it's like, right, and right, it's right. probably based on a two thousand calorie a daily. Okay, whatever. Okay, go ahead. Continue. What? Sorry. Number five, wild caught salmon. Ooh, which I would eat. Damn. <laughs> Out of everything, the only thing you said so far is the meat. I like sweet potatoes. <laughs> now we know with why you have nice, nice, blood with, nice, uh, with a thin layer of, of marshmallow and cinnamon and whatever the fuck else they Fuck avocados. Fuck squash. Wild caught salmon, dried apricots, which I like. Do you say apricots or apricots? Either one. Fucking mm-hmm. savage. What put the ape in apricot? What do they got that I haven't got? Courage. <laughs> Seven, pomegranate. Eight. Coconut water. Pomegranate, you say? Yes. 
Those no, are good. I buy those good. and I'll, it, it, it's like a process to like cut them and peel, get it. out all the, the shit. Seeds. Nine yeah. balls. That's good on cereal, but cereal is another conversation. White beans. Really? Number 10, banana. So it says bananas are well known for being a potassium source and they're a good one, but they're also relatively high in sugar and carbs. That's why I recommend bananas as a quick source of energy before a workout or post-workout. Nutrient-rich recovery food to help repair muscle and balance water retention. Uh, but it's the sugar in banana, in banana is not, it's like got to be a healthy kind of sugar that right. your body yeah. needs. There's it's no like such thing as a healthy sugar. But if your you, body needs sugar, your body, function. yes, your body needs sugar. But so, if you're eating just because it's a fruit doesn't mean you can just have at it all okay. the time. You're still, okay. You can still eat too much sugar by just eating fruit. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I gave that tree a good whack and Walter cried out, but I kept on. I mean, you've never heard screams like the one coming from Walter as I chopped at that tree. <laughs> He pissed his pants, and it came raining down on the ground. About I didn't pay it no mind. I just kept whacking away. And, uh, you said the state of things today. I think that's where we're going, apparently. Um, Kevin Spacey. Is that, this is the example. I mean, was anybody really surprised by this? I mean, I, I'd heard he was kind of a dick or whatever, but... But you didn't know he kind of uh, liked dick? I, <laughs> yeah, I, like, I just like how, he, like how we were talking about this before. He buried the lead. You know, he was like, yeah, I don't really remember molesting a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> I might have done it. It's a possibility. But, but hey, guys, hey, I'm gay. Yeah, like, yeah. you, you definitely buried the lead on that one, Kevin. Everyone knew you were fucking gay. Right. Nobody knew you were fucking kids. <laughs> and right. And, and to me, I mean, it's almost kind of insulting to come out like like that was somehow the excuse of it. <laughs> right 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 it's, it's like cool, one guys. does not correlate to the other <laughs> like yeah. just because you're gay doesn't mean doesn't you're diddling okay. kids yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe he was thinking like two negatives cancel out and make a positive you know well, what, no. what about what's this about louis ck what's he supposed to have done I, I... uh he asked chicks if he could jack off in front of him and then jacked off in front of him did like, they say yes first years ago yeah yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind Which of the way is... I was taking the stories. I mean, some of them, you know, thought he was just joking uh, and then turned out to not be. And they were all comedians that were, like, either opening for him or on the road with him. So and kind of felt, like, intimidated. He was almost he like could... a boss, but not really. Hmm. But, yeah, they just felt. But what do you expect? The guy jokes about jerking off right. in every aspect of his comedy. Mm-hmm. No one's surprised that he wants to jerk off in front of chicks. Right. He, he admitted to it. I don't see the harm necessarily. It's, it's probably not a good idea. Right. But the guy should, I don't think his career should be ruined. I mean, he'll he he hold him in the right. same regards as Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein. Right. I'm, you're right. I'm with you there. Uh, huh. And I mean, he definitely. It's you know he wasn't threatening to harm anyone's career. He wasn't you know promising anything. He wasn't right. you know he was just kind of said hey you know this is kind of hey, my, this thing. Is my thing yeah. Uh, but granted, I can see how they you know some people might have felt intimidated that you know if they didn't go along with it, how it could harm them, even though he didn't say. So I mean, it was just it's still kind of a shitty situation. But I don't you know I don't really have. At, you know, it, like you're saying, I'm not going to you know, not I don't, watch his shit. Right. Anymore. I don't equate it to the other people. And yeah, he's 
he has some issues. He probably needs to work on those a bit, but I don't, you know. But it's not I, also I, not I, a surprise to me. Right. That's, yeah. <laughs> like, just like Kevin Spacey. Right. But I, the difference being I won't watch House of Cards again. Well, I didn't watch it in the first Mainly place. because they're not going to finish it, but... Yeah, you know, what's the point of going? So on? are there? Some, are they going to like just cut it off halfway through that's a season what, and end it? Or? That's what they did. That's what like they were four episodes in filming the final season, and they just stopped production completely. Wow, which sucks for all the people that are. I mean, they're obviously they'll land on their feet. I'm sure, but they like, lost jobs. They, a lot of it was filmed around here. Yeah, in Hartford County. I'm sure they'll figure out something. It's too much of a County. too much of a cash cow. That you know, I they'll, they'll like kill his character off or do something. You know, or yeah. have him get raped in jail or something. <laughs> They should have that barbecue guy come Buy back kids. and kill him. <laughs> and serve him up. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't watch He's House of Cards. Oh. Yeah. Well, at this point, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's interesting. and f- That's a shame. I always really liked American Beauty, man. And Seven. That was one of my favorite movies. Usual Suspects. He's been in a lot of good shit. I'm not so much into that morbid fucking, like... Did you ever see Usual Suspects? I've seen Usual Suspects, and everyone. I remember when that came out. Everyone was like, "Oh, oh what a surprise ending!" Uh, and like, it wasn't that big a surprise. I mean, this oh. dude was just like this degenerate. Like, it could job. have been him as much as anybody else in that movie. I see that look of judgment. Get, get each <laughs> out over here. I'm just letting it Let go. Me have man. It. Let me I'm have just it. Let me go. <laughs> Let me guess. You figured out Six Sense too before it was over. No, I did not. Yeah. That I felt like, I felt like an idiot. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did, did you see Unbreakable? With I Bruce did Willis? see Unbreakable. Yeah, so apparently they're filming the sequel that up in Philly right now. Or may, it might not be Philly, wow. but they're filming it somewhere. With Samuel L. in yeah. it too? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's back as Mr. Glass. And then, uh, yeah, I guess it's like sort of that movie Split that the director did last year was apparently sort of a tie-in. To Unbreakable, and then they're both going to be in this sequel. Interesting. I wish I'm not Split's, familiar with Split. Yeah, Split actually went down. I don't know that either. James McAvoy's like kidnapping girls, young girls, and keeping them locked in this room. Um, but he has like multiple personalities. Hmm. Uh, it, it's a lot better than I expected it to be, actually. Um, I started watching uh, Turner and Hooch earlier today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've never seen that before. I know is that's that, not a big that, surprise. Is that James Belushi? No. Who's, who's no, the guy? Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Okay, yeah. right, 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 right. Tom Hanks. No, but but James Belushi had uh, uh, this another, basically the same fucking movie afterwards. Canine? Is that what the yeah. That's Schwarzenegger, isn't it? No, it was James, it was James Belushi. It was, uh, oh, well, I feel like there was like a John Ritter one somewhere, too. <laughs> it was the year of the dog. <laughs> Christine and I watched, uh, she had never seen it, Field of Dreams for the first time. I need to see that, too. You've never seen Field of Dreams? You son of a bitch. How have you never seen And The Natural I've never seen. Oh, as much as you love baseball. I know, I know. You ever seen Eight Men Out? I feel like I did see that, but years years ago. There's a lot of good baseball movies. John Cusack's in that. It's canine, you got it. Is That's that James, it. James Belushi, yeah. yeah. It's Turner and okay. Hooch for, like, C-class celebrities. <laughs> Meet the two toughest cops in town. One's just a little smarter than the other. That's funny. James Belushi, uh, canine, introducing Jerry Lee as himself. I'm assuming Jerry Lee's the dog. <laughs> I just thought I meant Jerry Lee Lewis. That He's the last awesome. one alive, man. 
Uh, pretty much every, all the other guys are dead. Yeah, Jerry Lee's Holy still shit. alive. Is he still banging his cousin? <laughs> no, I think he stopped doing that once it became public. Fats Domino. I thought he was long dead. I didn't know he was still alive. Having fun with that spinner, man? Yeah. Quit spinning the fidget spinner. What He's picking six? up in the mics. Simple fucking thing, man. Fucking making millions. Made him a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't take much. Somebody, I mean, somebody invented the pet rock at one point, and that dude's a millionaire. Yeah. Because people are fucking like stupid. They did, <laughs> like they did with the pet rock? It's a jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> You see, it would be this mat with different conclusions on it that you could jump to. <laughs> I'm trying to find the movie with John Ritter and a dog, and I don't know if that's attached. Uh, that might just be that's some, that might just be something I made up. It's funny you mentioned John Ritter because when we were talking earlier about um, Salt and Pepper. The first thing that came to my mind was that movie Remote Control mm-hmm. because they're in a scene. Are you familiar with that movie? Remote Control. I think wow. it was Remote Control. Maybe it's called something different. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's John it. Ritter, right? And they're like changing the channels. They involved but in Remote the, Control, right. right? They're in the TV show or whatever. Yeah, because there is one yeah, called wow. Remote Control, but it's a different movie. I remember that was sad, man. When because he he was out of the out of the spotlight for a while, and he came back and started doing that sitcom Eight Simple Rules. And he was in Bad Santa as well. He was in a couple. Oh movies yeah, he was in uh, Bad Santa. Sling yeah. Blade. Oh, was he in that? You know, I've yeah. never seen Sling Blade. Oh, shockingly. Oh, oh there's look one. at this. She's on is. the other foot. Hey, <laughs> apparently, apparently, Guinea John has definitely seen Sling Blade. I, I saw it. I need. I probably need to see it again. Like, I don't know that I understood it all. <laughs> one uh, one movie that he's seen. That I have. French fries. I mean, I understood it, but. Some some movies, I, what was I supposed to get from that? Is is sort of like what I, I think what I walked away from that with. Like Billy Bob Thornton can play a mean retard. <laughs> mean as in like as in impressive, very skilled, impressive. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, like God, like yeah. DiCaprio eating Gilbert Grape. Now that to me was his finest yeah. role. <laughs> yeah. No, truly, I'm not even saying that jokingly. <laughs> oh my! God. What skill does it take to really portray that? Like. I'm pretty sure anyone could do that. I wouldn't give so much clout. I, I know you could. A hundred percent. It's not, it's like, come on, man. Uh, so apparently the John Ritter thing was a TV series <laughs> called called Hooperman in the late 80s. Do you remember this? No. That looks terrible, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, from Poor John Ritter. Jesus Christ. I mean, you say that, but he had a hit show. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe God. I hit. But three Three's three. Company was everything when I was a kid. Like yeah, between that, that and the Dukes of Hazard and the Fall Guy yeah. taught me everything I ever needed dude, to know about I, being a dude. man. Oh my God, you're, you're like, how old are you? Forty. Okay, so you're in the same wheelhouse as me. Those shows you said, me too, a hundred percent. Fall Guy, that that theme song. I never spent much time in school, but mm-hmm. I taught ladies mm-hmm. plenty. Mm-hmm. I love that line. <laughs> I've only heard you sing that before. <laughs> That's heard, the only know, way I've known that song. Man. Yeah, the fall guy was like Lee Majors. He was like a stunt man. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I, and I know. Like Heather, was it Heather Locklear, Locklear or Heather Thomas? Thomas was in that. Heather Hockler was in TJ Hooker. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. was yeah. another good one, too. Right? Yeah. yeah. And Adrian's Med, who was also <laughs> in Bachelor Party. Who's also in Grease 2. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, Fall Guy and Dukes, man. Those were those were yeah, big. Yeah, those were those were my favorites. Remember Matt Houston? Oh, I didn't watch that. Yeah. Um and then it was, See, Oh my god, there's so that. many weird shows back then. So many good shows. Now V like, we talked about yeah, V before. V was fantastic yeah. as well. Fucking lizard people. I took you took you for more of a chips guy. Chips, chips I used big. to watch a lot too, yeah. And actually, I thought the new Chips movie was actually pretty funny, shockingly. I did not see that one. I was, I was kind of uh, surprised. I haven't seen it either. Uh, the new Dukes of Hazard was awful. I kind of liked it. Uh, uh, it's got spit all over it. Uh, now I know what it feels like to have dinner with Martin Landau. What people forget about Polanski is Polanski wasn't a perfectionist. And pedophile or not, he, he was a perfectly professional person and punctual. Yeah, maybe we could talk about something else. I got to tell you guys this fucked up thing that happened a couple nights ago. Three okay. nights ago, I think. Okay, so I've got this, like, booklet of old DVDs, you know, just from through the years. You know, I, the, the kind that you unzip. You know, it's like this rectangular black soft padded, like those right. uh-huh. CD holders. We get it. We're familiar. I'm going through. We're looking for something to watch. I pull uh-huh. out Crimes and Misdemeanors. Just to stop you for a second. You're not going to spoil anything in the movie, are you? No. Okay, because I have that at home waiting to be watched and have not watched it. <sighs> I've never seen it. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. You should watch it this week and okay. you'll, you'll know right. why in a minute. So weird. So we're watching crimes. We put it in crimes. Great movie. You know, we're watching. We're like halfway through probably 45 minutes in or so. And we're admiring the actors. This is Jerry Orbach. Oh, yeah. There's Angelica Houston. You know, yeah. You know, Woody Allen, Mia Farrow, of course. Oh, there's Alan Alda. This fucking guy, Martin Landau, was so good in this. Martin fucking Landau. So, hey, let's. I feel like he's still alive. Bruce just mentioned him a couple. Bruce mentioned him a couple weeks ago. He's coming to some fucking, you know, nostalgia oh, right. yeah, thing yeah. with Cindy Williams or something. Mm-hmm. Remember, yeah. he mentioned his name. Okay, so not no more. I pick up my phone. Let me let me see what. How old is he now, man? Fucking Martin Landau. I fucking shit you not. This fucking happened to me. Like, Google Martin Landau. Okay. He's he's typing on his phone. He's method. A method man, motherfucker. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. First hit: actor Martin Landau dead at eighty nine dash four minutes ago. <laughs> Just place yourself in that. Like, so basically, I, you're saying you killed Martin Landau, right? Your brain <laughs> is so fucking powerful. Yeah, I, I was. If we would have checked his name ten minutes prior. He would have been alive. It would have just been a regular entry. Right. And I would have X'd out of it. That would have been that. Mm-hmm. Maybe. The fact that... Or he would have died 10 minutes later. put sooner. that movie in and spoke of that man and Googled his fucking name at the precise moment that that story went live. Never Google me. <laughs> That's a great fucking phrase. We got to make that into a song. Never Google me. <laughs> Never Google me. Sometimes, the mail. sometimes you want to be Googled. <laughs> Just not with apparently the, the death ray you have in your brain. Right. If Google in God some other Grim universe Reaper. means like getting like tongue massaged, like getting your balls tongue massaged, I doubt then I it would does. say Google me. But what if it means, you know, jam a <laughs> jam a pool cue up my butt and you just mistranslated? <gasps> Yeah, what if Google means something totally different in, in Thai? You're going to have a lady boy somewhere. Uh-huh. 
somewhere going and ah Google Google ah <laughs> oh, Google me harder. <laughs> you like my Google? Guinea <laughs> <laughs> oh. John killed Martin Landau. Mm-hmm. All right, what else happened this R- week? R.I.P. Yeah, not not the first time a Guinea's whacked an actor. <laughs> That's not the first time a Guinea's whacked an actor. Probably not. <laughs> Not even the like first those time in a Martin Landau film. There you go. He knew that if the gooks ever saw the watch, it'd be confiscated, taken away. The way your dad looked at it, this watch was your birthright. You'd be damned if any slope's gonna put the greasy yellow hands on his boy's birthright. So he hid it. In one place he knew he could hide something, his ass. So apparently, here's another movie I've never seen that you're going to be like, I can't believe you've never seen that. Ed Wood. Ah, it's so good. Like, I've never seen Ed Wood, and people are just telling me Martin Landau is amazing in it. When I was in high school, I used to pretend that I worked for the school newspaper doing movie reviews. So I would get free screening, free press screening passes. Uh, from like, and I'd have, to, I'd have to, to go to Towson and stuff to the people at the box office. No, or? to the companies, uh, and they would send you like advance, like oh. get on like this critics list, like a reviewers list, and they just would fucking send you free tickets. And you told them you were on what your high school newspaper, newspaper yeah, and they accepted that. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Um, so they, I actually got to see a press screening of Ed Wood huh. like a few weeks before it actually came out, and uh, drove up there at Towson Commons when there was movie theaters oh, there. It was my senior year of high school. And I remember when we watched Ed Wood, at the beginning, they had a trailer for Pulp Fiction. And it was before anybody had seen Pulp Fic- you know, the Pulp Fiction trailer uh, because it wasn't coming out until that movie, which didn't come out for a few more weeks. Was it 95? Mm-hmm. Uh, or actually, it was 94, 94. fall of 94. Okay. Um, and mm. it is you know, pre-YouTube or anything, so you couldn't just go online to watch this trailer. So everybody was so pumped about Pulp Fiction, like knowing that it just won the Cannes Film Festival and, you know, Quentin Tarantino was just rising. Like the only thing he had really done before was Reservoir Dogs, which is still like an underground cult movie. Um, So I can remember when the trailer for Pulp Fiction came up. I mean, it was just, you know, you could hardly contain the excitement in the room because it was a bunch of nerdy film critics for like, you know, all the Baltimore newspapers and everything. Right. Uh, and at the end of the trailer, like the all the uh, theater actually applauded at the end of the preview because hmm. everybody was so stoked about Pulp Fiction coming out. I don't know. Well, let's have this brief little convo here. Um, but anyway, so Ed Wood's phenomenal, and you should definitely, definitely see it. Although it probably won't be as interesting if you're not as familiar with Ed Wood's movies. I mean, I guess you'll still get it, but. To me, it was different because I had actually seen Ed Wood's movies and knew who Ed Wood was before you know the movie came out. But it is excellent. It's definitely worth seeing. Check it out. Yeah, you know, for a lovable group of you know can filmmakers with zero talent. But can okay, guess, go. Can I go guess, ahead? Question. Can I guess what we probably talked about this yes. before. Pulp Fiction versus Reservoir Dogs. That what you Essentially, say? yes. My point yeah. being that Reservoir Dogs was like iron wrought Shakespearean fucking storytelling, like. It was like a virtuosity of storytelling and character development, like per like fucking perfectly done, like. And then Pulp Fiction is not to mention the flashy, like what you said you hated about Punk upstairs earlier tonight. How it has no aesthetic and no nuance, nothing. It's just like, like that 
Pulp Fiction to me is the film equivalent. Like it wasn't like what was I supposed to take away from flashy after on the heels of Reservoir Dogs? Like it just fell flat. Like it was just like so completely one dimensional. So to you me. didn't even like, like the characters in it because that's kind of what it does. It you know takes these cliche situations and characters and kind of turns it all on its ear. And, you know, it spends time with the characters that in these movies, these pulp movies and novels, you wouldn't usually spend time with. You know, so it kind of lets you into their world on the, you know, periphery of what a a normal movie would be based on, you know, the the pulp history. I will say I appreciated the scene where just in the ritualistic act of taking a shit, he doesn't even think about where he's putting down his gun. That right. scene spoke to me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I'm of uh, the opposite opinion. I enjoyed Pulp Fiction more than Reservoir really? Dogs. Yeah, me too. And I mean, I, you know, Reservoir Why? Dogs was a real breath of fresh air when it came out. I thought it was really, really wild. Just its fractured time structure and maybe you know, the characterization and stuff. Well, the thing is, it's been so ripped off and so imitated, and just just human dialogue has changed so much since that movie came out. It does not play nearly as well today. It doesn't really hold up as much. It just feels a lot more dated than something like Pulp Fiction does, which is already kind of set in this artificial world. So it doesn't have to necessarily feel of this time because it doesn't feel of any time. Uh, whereas, you know, Reservoir Dogs was is a very 90s sort of movie. So what, tell me what's so good about Pulp Fiction. Like, like argue your side of I'm oh, no, saying I, it's lacking in substance and it's one-dimensional. Like, wh- what is it? I mean, I thought it had great characters, you know, great dialogue, uh, surprising situations. I thought it was hilarious. I love the score, love the cinematography. Okay. The fuck else do you want? It's, yeah, it's weird <laughs> because I would literally give your, descri- your description – of Pulp Fiction. Like, I would switch the descriptions themselves. Wow. Like, Reservoir Dogs to me was kind of boring and, like, just didn't seem that well thought out. Character. Really? Yes. Wow. I mean, essentially, they're all... I mean, they're, like, kind of cliche characters in themselves. Okay. You know? Yeah, I would agree with that. It's they're, It's just, like... Uh, what is that? Dichotomy? Is that mm-hmm. the word I'm looking for? Like, I've seen those... I've seen that before in other movies. Pulp Fiction seemed very original to me in the aspect of, like, even storyline. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, and and the, other, like, the other thing that, you know, with me being a bit more of a film nerd, um, you know, a lot of Quentin's stuff takes inspiration from other movies. Right. So if you're, you know, looking back on some of them, now you can see like a lot of the elements that you thought were so fresh and original the first time around you saw it, you realize that that stuff was actually just lifted from other movies. Like the, you know, the stuff in Reservoir Dogs with them each going by a named color so they don't right. know each other. That's taken from like the original taking a Pelham one, two, three. Um all of the story oh, yeah. you know, the story of the under shit. I never even realized. Right. That. The story of the undercover cop. Uh, infiltrating the gang and trying to get into stuff, and certain other shots were taken from uh, this Hong Kong crime movie, Ringer Lamb Sitting on Fire. Mm. Uh, so, like a lot of the structure and didn't things. catch that one. Didn't <laughs> catch that one. It's really, really fucking good. Um, 
another thing I love the Res- Reservoir Dogs is the way it was cut, like in terms of time sequence, mm-hmm. like they the way they would give you like other films like Memento and weird f- other films that purposefully play with that just mm-hmm. to do it, right? But this movie, like Reservoir Dogs, did that in a way that made sense to me, like. Shit was revealed like at certain times, right? Layered, segwayed right. and like it's kind of like peeling an onion, right? Kind of like Pulp Fiction, right? I mean, yeah, but when it culminates in uh, guy had to watch up his ass, like, and that's just for the gag. Wasn't that funny? It's like a, there's something cheap about that. It's oh, like I not disagree. resonating. No, I think that shows how important that fucking watch was to him, right? If you imagined your own father, which is the reason why him on the run would. Go back yeah, to this place, knowing that people fucking... are looking for him, and that'd be the first place they fucking look. Right, but that watch means so much to him because his dad held it. Sit there for three years, up his ass. I gotta see that again. Korean P- uh, POW wall camp. Say Key and Peel. This is it. <laughs> this is your birthright, and I'll be damned if I let some greasy slope take. <laughs> <laughs> Movie so good. I actually saw Pulp Fiction seven okay. times in movie theaters because it really had legs. Like it didn't, you know, it's not like movies now where they're in theaters, you know, two three weeks. Uh, Pulp Fiction was in theaters for pretty much most of my senior year. So there'd be other people. Like I went and saw it opening night, then I went and saw it the next night because I loved it so much. And some other friends, I was telling them about it all day long. They're like, "Well, let's go fucking see it." And then the following weekend, I told them, uh, you know, told some other friends about it, and word just started spreading. You know, throughout school and stuff. So, you know, we'd go with another group of friends. And a month later, you know, it'd still be playing. Some other people would be like, oh, you know, let's go see that. Or, That's something that kids today will never, ever experience, right. sadly to say. Mm-hmm. But either way, I was 11 when Pulp Fiction came out. So. <laughs> yeah, didn't catch that one in theaters. Right. Seven times. I think it's, it's easy. Well, definitely, it's the most I've ever seen any movie in theaters ever. I mean, because, you know... Usually now I'm, you're lucky to see it once before it, you know something disappears. If I'm really into something, uh, three is usually my ceiling. I did a three for Across the Universe. I think that was 2007. It's been on on demand lately. I've been uh, having yeah. that on in the background and stuff. Although you know, I wish they put uh, Sergeant Pepper's back on on demand because I would have that playing in the background all the time too. Your story about Pulp Fiction being in theaters for seven months uh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did I get that right? Whatever, close enough. Yeah, it reminds me of Sergeant Pepper's because that and like Dark Side of the Moon stayed in like the Billboard Top Hundred for like ten years or something mm-hmm. or twenty years or it, some something like that because it was just that. Is that yeah, legs right. as you say. Yeah, well, so as the killer's Mister Brightside, so I don't know oh, how much clout that really has anymore. That's funny. So the so now do Beatles fans generally just despise? The Sgt. Pepper's movie? You know, it was just one of those um, attempts to market. That's what I see it as. I don't, I do, I refuse to get too emotional, like passionate or emotional about something that's that flimsy, plastic, and unimportant in the grand scheme. I don't mind the Bee Gees. Like, whatever. I think it's a fun movie. I enjoy the songs. That's all that really matters. I actually enjoy it more than Across the Universe. And it was a labor of love. What I enjoy the most is the. Um, have you seen the Ruddles? All you need is cash. Yes, yes. Now that is a work of that fucking pure yeah. genius. Yeah, you that's the, the greatest that Beatles film me. of them all. <laughs> yeah. Across the universe, just it's you know I'll put it on because I like the music and everything, but 
it just to me comes across like it thinks that it's just so fucking important. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it just I think a lot of things from that era or that try to portray that era, whether mm-hmm. it be in movies or TV or whatever, kind of does that. Right. It's just, all just so exaggerated. It might even not right. even be on purpose, but it's like you have to cram so much shit. Everything's yeah. got to be fucking Forrest Gump. You know? Right, right. You got to give everyone yeah, their history yeah. lesson on so much happened in that 10 or 15 year span. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all so cool and so intriguing and so important and right. instead, changing. And, right. Instead, maybe they should just focus on a snapshot instead of trying to, yeah. you know. Across the universe, Beatles music, you kind of got to. There's so many different aspects and good pieces you don't want to miss out it's i enjoyed right. it it's one of my yeah i mean one terrible probably my but... favorite musical i'll say that like greece can go fuck itself i like greece man yeah i mean my uh my, mo- my mom used yeah. to love the movie greece and popeye so me and my sister probably saw those two fucking movies like a hundred times each see i saw i saw greece too a lot because <laughs> uh <laughs> we had it on vhs and it adrian's was med was, was it adrian's med in that Maybe. Uh, he I was. Michelle Pfeiffer was the girl. Michelle Pfeiffer, Adrian Zemed. Uh, uh, Shooter McGavin was uh, can, <laughs> the Kanicki, if you will. I wow. forget. What's what's that actor's real name? I don't know. I forget. Oh, shit. I, I know who you're talking anyway, about, though. Yeah. That's a good one. He was on Taxi as well, right? No, that's that's Kanicki from who the you're original talking about. Right. Well, that's, uh, that's not whose name you're Jeff, looking for? Jeff Conway yes. is him. Jeff Conway takes you Where does he take you? (laughs) (laughs) But in the second one, you know how they had, like, you know, the Danny Zuko was now, was his cousin, Adrian Mm Zemed. Well, the Kanicki character, the tall sidekick, dummy, goofy guy, was the same actor that played Shooter McGavin in Happy Gilmore. Oh, okay. Uh, Right. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, though. He was also in Dutch. Yeah. He always kind of just plays a douche. <laughs> Dutch. Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. Wow. Great the kid. Okay. Did you show me Dutch? Someone showed me Dutch recently. I showed you a Dutch oven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fuck. We went down a rabbit hole of uh, fucking Shooter McGavin. Hole. That's okay. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Taking the Cynic Route. You can email us at cynicroutepodcast at gmail. You can tweet us at cynicroutepod. Check out our Facebook and our Patreon and our website, www.takingthecynicroute.com.